Reached round of 16 in 2006 for the finalist last time out. On the back foot here. Welcome back to the Booted Podcast with your hosts, Matt Crum. And Jake Lucas. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Matt, we uh, we kind of left everybody in a cliffhanger. We did. Yeah. We did. We didn't go over one of the most important things that we go over on podcast yeah. in a negativity episode. Yeah. Because the only time we drink is when we're positive. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the segment of What Are We Drinking? What are you drinking, Jake? Yeah, I'm drinking... A beer from Solace, uh, probably one of the best breweries, yes. as we've talked about. It's uh, too legit to wit. Too legit to wit. So it's just like too legit to quit. And that's why it's so positive for this podcast. That's right. We hope the U.S. will be too legit to wit or quit. Yeah. And have some grit. And have a lot of wit. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't quit. Too legit and wit. <laughs> Oh boy, I hope I hope you still listen to us after that little yes. diatribe. Well, I'm drinking something that uh, Jake actually brought over to uh, my house, which is a very nice beer. It's called Beach Drive Golden Ale by Port City Brewing, another local Northern Virginia brewery, and it is quite tasty, I must say, yeah. quite tasty. It's great golden ale. Just great. Gold. Hopefully we'll be lifting gold at the end of this World Cup. Yep. <laughs> I don't think we're that optimistic. This is a positivity episode. <laughs> All right, well, if you listened to our last episode, you would know that this is a doubleheader. Yes, back-to-back. Back-to-back, perhaps. This is our... So the last podcast, we did a negative episode. What is the case for everything going wrong in Qatar for the U.S.? What are we so negative about going into the tournament? Which we are 28 days away from the first, from the U.S. game against Wales and 16 days away from the roster announcement. Yeah, and Matt, do you want to you teased us about your Julian Green? Who's going to be your guy that's going to sneak on the roster and make an impact? Uh, okay, this is a this is a limited edition reveal here. The guy is going to be Malik Tillman. Ooh, he is he is I... like showing a lot of promise. Yeah, in Europe right now. And when you have 26 roster spots this time around, you got to throw a wild card in there. And I think that wild card's Malik Tillman. So the German international. Yes. The, We've gone so dual, far. The dual German international that could have picked between the United States and <laughs> Germany that played and came through the Bayern Munich Academy. Is that right? Yes. He is literally the clone. Of literally the clone here. <laughs> so is he going to score the game-winning goal in extra time then? In uh, the knockout stage, or just score like a goal? No, he'll score the the when we go when we go two one down to you know or two nil down to Senegal in the round of sixteen. He'll score wow. that that goal. So the reincarnation of Julian Green is going to the World Cup. Mark, mark my words. Mark my words. Yeah, he'll be on that plane. Man, I thought uh, I thought you were going for a reach. I didn't know you were going for an uh, easy layup there. Well, I'm going for what I think, Jake, and that's what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, I, okay. I agree. He'll, he'll make the squad. I think he will. I think when when Actually, we have our episode that we go through roster p- 
position by position. You'll see where he fits. Wow. You will see. You will see. Okay, Jake, we're feeling good during this podcast. We're feeling energetic. We're feeling positive. Yes. We are going to make the case for why the U.S. is going to have a positive outcome at the World Cup. Cool. Let's okay. do it. Why don't you, why don't you just, just like you did last time, why don't you kick us off? Just kick us off. Wow. Let's go. That's a lot of positivity right there. Yeah. Kicking off. That's right. Yeah. Booting, booting it forward. Booting. We're so, booting it. Yeah. Just looking at it, the Premier League is probably the best league in the world, hands down, obviously. But three or four of our starters play or train in the Premier League. So that's pretty massive. Going against best competition internally and externally, day in and day out. You have Adams, Aronson. Aronson is probably, like, looking at the stats, chances created, Brendan Aronson is top 10 in the Premier League. Yes. He's created 27 chance, 23 or 27 chances, only one assist. So he needs people around him to start finishing. Yes. Uh, which is going to be great. Uh, Christian Pulisic, super sub right now, sometimes. But he, he, he <laughs> Stay looks, positive. Yeah, Stay positive, When he's Jake. coming in, he's been making impacts. He's playing with the ads. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder, be really solid. Tyler Adams, obviously starting for Leeds right now. Uh, Jetty Robinson. Jedi Robinson. Jetty. Um, <laughs> just doing really well for Fulham on the left wing. Yes. And then Matt Turner has only conceded penalties for goals and not goals on the run of play. That's right. So really, really positive stuff there from uh, those that are playing in. The for who? Who does he play for, Jake? Who? who? Uh, he plays for Arsenal, who's top of the table. The, the lead, lead leading. Okay, okay. Just wanted you. But to, also, just like, who, to say that. who said Arsenal was going to have a pretty solid year? Did Jake Lucas? Yes. Did said, co- did Budden Podcast co-host Jake Lucas say this? Yes. Did he also say that they might be title contenders if Man City slips up? Yes. Are <laughs> they going to be title contenders? No, because Man City is going to run away after the World Cup. <sighs> well. But, positive, Jake. Only positive on this <laughs> podcast. That's a negative yeah. take. That's a negative take. Okay, so let's go back to the national team. Okay. okay. Um, so another player that, like, we always look at it and be like, okay, who's going to be these impact players that are really key and important for their clubs? Miss is becoming that for Valencia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, he's becoming one of those bigger players. He's going to look at by Arsenal. He's going to look at Liverpool. And he's probably going to be one of those players that move after the World Cup to a bigger club. And then, like, there's no key injuries right now, knock on wood. Uh, we, we there's only five or six more games if they're in Europe to go play and get injured. That's it. That is it. <laughs> Which I argued first. in the negative podcast is a terrifying <laughs> prospect. But Serginio Dest is coming back for AC Milan. Yes. He might yes. not. He might travel with a team uh, for the Champions League games this week. But he might be coming back, which is great. Um, and then like we advanced out of the last two World Cups with two European teams. So we advanced in 2010, we advanced in 2014. 2010, we had Slovenia and England and had a hell of a result against England, which was probably a better team than, than this England team right now. And then just had a hell of a comeback against Slovenia. Uh, so I think we're pretty confident with that. And then looking at the last World Cup, had a huge result against Portugal and only lost 1-0 to Germany, which went and just rampaged everybody uh, throughout the tournament. We also historically get results against these European teams at World Cups. 2002, hell of a result against Portugal. Uh, 2006, draw against the champions, Italy. 2010, draw against England, and we go and win the group. 2014, draw against Portugal, go and finish second in the group because of that, and only lose one nothing to Germany. 
Uh, so, like, I'm pretty confident, like, when we play these European teams, we can go toe-to-toe with them. And then it seems like this team is, like, really doesn't have fear, but is very confident. Um, we've also, over, what, the last year, won three, two or three championships with Gold Cup. <laughs> in CONCACAF, yeah, yes. Yeah, in CONCACAF. Yes. Going back to, like, the two Gold Cups and Nations League. Two Gold Cups, Nation League, that's right. So, yeah, this this is a group of winning and they also have the experience at the Youth World Cup. Mm-hmm. Luca De, De La Torre, um, Wea, Gio Reyna, they're the ones that went and upset France and made it to the semi. I believe they made it to the semifinals in the U20 the World, U20 World, World Cup. Cup. They were all part of, perhaps? Perhaps. Yeah, they went pretty far either to the quarterfinals or semifinals. We're playing against England, and they have Harry Maguire, so we know we're going to press them, and he's going to make a mistake. Jordan Pifford is pretty, as an Evertonian, We'll make one or two bowhead mistakes, hopefully yep. against us. Yep. And then looking at Wales, I know last podcast you talked about how positive they were, but Gareth Bale, like one of their best players, he came to Major League Soccer and maybe out of his first game when he was going crazy doing nice touches, he hasn't done anything. Yeah. He can easily get pocketed by like Robinson, who's going against Premier League talent. He's shut down like Robins Robinson shut down Mo Salah when they were playing earlier in the year. Mm-hmm, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm more confident in that. And then when we get to Iran, the that game probably won't matter because we'll already have four points. Woo! And then also, like, listened to or was watching uh, Football in the Americas, and they had Juan Carlos Osorio on talking about, the I think, the last World Cup. Yes, uh, they former were Mexico coach. Yeah. So, like, when they were going and playing, leading up for their friendlies, going into the last World Cup when they were faced off against Germany, they played a whole different system during these friendlies. Ah. And they came out and said, hey, if we're, this is how we're going to play Germany when they were training behind closed doors, training in practice, and never did it. What they did was different spots that they were playing really well at during these friendlies and go and say, like, hey, that's how we're playing against Germany and that's how we're going to beat Germany. And they went and they did that. And you know what the United States did? They played well in certain pockets. Ugh. Against these two, I think against our in our friendlies against Japan and Saudi yeah, Arabia. Yeah, smaller pockets. Ooh, you really have to look closely, so, but, but sure. But Greg, uh, Greg really likes his mind games, so okay. he might be just okay. playing mind games, and that's okay. super uh, super positive. But if we get those four points from the first two games, or four points in general, we're going to move on to the knockout stage, and then the knockout stage, you you'd either play Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, or the Netherlands. And I think all four teams are beatable by us. If we're playing really well and have our striker finishing, and Ricardo Pepe, since he's been playing in the Dutch League, has been on fire. Yes, yeah. So he's going to come in full head of steam, very confident. If not so he's our, he's our Dutch killer, our special Dutch <laughs> I didn't even secret, think about that. secret agent. <laughs> No, so like, you know these guys. You know the language, right? Go yeah. in there. Score. <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, I think uh, he comes in good form. Wea's coming in with good form. Aronson has played really well this year. Um, the center backs, Walker Zimmerman, really key. Matt Turner's been really playing well for what he's been in. Uh, Robinson's been playing really well in the Premier League. And that midfield of McKenney. Just scored a goal for Juventus over the week. Musa, who's been a standout in La Liga, and Tyler Adams, who's played really well in the Premier League. I think just with that core right there, we're in a really good spot to get four points and win 
the round of 16 game and then have a really Get competitive into quarterfinals. Yeah, really okay. competitive game, the quarterfinals, but we don't have the depth to get to the semifinal. But you Jay, know what? I'll, stay I'll say, positive. I'll say we'll, <laughs> we went on penalties. I don't know who we're going to play in the semifinals or quarterfinals. We lose on penalties. You just, no, we're going to win. Oh, on you're going to win on penalties. We're going to win. And then semifinals where we hit our wall. Our wall, kind of like England did in the last World Cup. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, we told you we were going to be positive, and that is a very positive outlook. Yes. So let me double down, Jake. So I'll go through some of your points, and then I'll, I'll add some positive positive case of my own. Uh, yeah, so I'll just build on your EPL player and just general European club uh, point there. Yeah, we've never had this many players playing at this many elite clubs. You, you know, just, just to add more names... Sergio Dest was at, have been, has been at Barcelona for a couple of years now. He's at AC Milan, getting some playing time there. Um, you, even, even, even if you go deep into the roster, you've got guys that are playing for teams like Celtic and, mm. and in the Champions League. Um, and, and you've got Jordi Pifak, who's union, playing for Union Berlin if he goes to the World Cup. Not scoring lately, but he's you know scoring there. So you've got talent spread out across Europe that have been training there for years now and playing. So that's and then, and we've known that's that's kind of been the biggest positive for this whole World Cup cycle. So we're so we're well we are well versed on that positivity. Yet yeah, I will and I and I love your point about our his, history against European teams in group play. We managed to get results in group play against European teams and I think it's because we're always up for those games and when you talk about a group that gets up for games I think it's this group if you t- if you look at our past couple games against Mexico we've been up for those games and those those have been our best games under Berhalter is the games against Mexico yeah I don't think Berhalter was a manager for this game too but going back to 2018 one of the uh, like the friendlies before the World Cup I think it was uh, Sarshin was mm-hmm. still the manager, but all a majority of this team, I believe, like the youth guys, like McKenny, Adams, Pulisic, uh, they played against uh, France going into the 2018 World Cup, and they played them pretty well. And either got a that's right. So right after lost. France had won, it was uh, before the World Cup. It was their final like. Oh, it was France's game. kickoff. Yeah. Against our young guns. That's. Right. I gotta check out that roster. That, that, what that a pullback! What a pullback! You check out wow. that roster while I finish my rundown. That's a wow! What a what a flashback! And so the last point that I'll reiterate from you is that we mentioned that youth is a negative on our last podcast, but youth is actually a big positive usually in World Cups. Young teams tend to do well. I, we mentioned England in the last World Cup; they were a completely young team gearing towards this World Cup, not, not, not necessarily the last World Cup, did very well, very well. Younger teams tend to be more fearless, wanting to go after it more. So we're going to be, like I said, up, up for those games. We're going to be energetic. And so I think that's a really, really good point. A few points that I would add is that um, England's defense, talking about some of the teams that we're going to play, is absolutely depleted by injury right now. Mm-hmm. They might not have guys like Reese James. They might not have John Stones, uh, Kyle Walker. 
some of their stalwart guys. Now they can. I mean, their their backups are pretty good too. But if you're talking, if you're talking starting Harry Maguire against us, I'll take that. I think yep. a lot of people will take that. So that's that's a little bit positive. And and I think. And here's the other thing. Talking about group play and how the things go, Brazil was awful for us because of that travel schedule. We forget about that awful, awful travel schedule. This this World Cup, all the games are in the same city. Everybody gets the exact amount of rest, exact amount of travel. So I think this will be a World Cup where talent shines more. Mm-hmm. And I will take. I think our talent is just as good as Wales is just as good, if not better than than Iran. And so when it's when it's well rested and it's talent and it's youth and energetic, I think we have a good shot there. Yeah, and also I think like the climate does affect. England, Wales, more than us. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of these guys, like, when they were playing youth growing up, like, you're playing in more humidity, you're playing in deserts, you're playing in Dallas, um, and you're just, like, well, like, versi- <clears throat> like versified, playing these, like, almost desert environments, too. Yeah. Or tropical environments, like, through qualifying. Yes. So, like, they should be used to that. And I think that might be an advantage, like, when we get to that like later in the game or that second game against England too. Exactly. And who knows, like England like could just go out against Iran, Iran sits back and just counters, gets a result, and then all the pressure is on England. Yeah. Yeah. The the pressure is absolutely on England in this group. Absolutely yeah. on England. So going back to two thousand eighteen. Yes. Uh, you're you're basically having like the starting eleven uh, that won the World Cup for France. So that's their lineup. But out of the players that are on this roster, or could make this and be the starters, uh, you have Weston McKenney, Tyler Adams, Anthony Robinson, uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Zach Steffen, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, Tim Weah, and Josh Sargent, and Eric Palmer-Brown. Yeah. That were all on this roster. And then Yedlin played, Palmer-Brown played, Sargent played, uh, Robinson, Carter-Cameron-Vickers, Zach Steffen, Weston McKinney, and Tyler Adams all played as well. Yeah. So this team's like, well, can go toe-to-toe on any given day with uh, any team there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, and going back to players' positives, here's, here's, here's the biggest positive we might have. His name's Anthony Jedi Robinson. Yep. Dude has been lights out for us all through qualifying he has been awesome in the Premier League. Fulham are doing very well. This guy can just lock down an entire side of the field, mm-hmm. put just defend anything that comes his way, and, and then get forward as well and get into the attack. He is, I've said this before, I think he is the most important player in this tournament for us. Mm-hmm. We go kind of as he, well, I wouldn't say we go as he goes, but without him, we don't go at all. <laughs> uh, I think that player for us is Weston McKinney. Well, okay. I'm I'm all in that Weston is probably going to be the biggest impact player for us. I'm less on that because I see replacements for him. I see Aronson or Reyna dropping into his position and doing just fine. Mm-hmm. So I think so. While yes, we want him to be that guy, and this and there, here's another positive options at the attack. Right? Yeah. When you, when you talk about wingers, that you can rotate between Reyna and Wea. And Pulisic and Aronson, um, that's fantastic starting four wingers. And you can pull, again, like I said, Reyna and or Aronson into the midfield 
if our MMA midfield for some reason isn't starting well. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I think, I'm, man, I'm so interested to see, well, obviously who starts, but how, the, how Berhalter rotates. Th- let me ask you this, Jake. Are you of the opinion that you should absolutely rotate your players for that third group game? I don't think so. Because oh. you, you have to get out of the group. Depends well, it, obvi- it obviously depends. Even then, though, I think, I think a you always have a better shot. This here, Mexico's problem, mm-hmm. the last World Cup, is that they did not rotate their players in the when they were already through in the final game of their group yeah. game, and then they got smashed in the round in round or quarter, or round of sixteen because they were so tired. But if you're already all the way through, there's no reason to play them. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah. So yeah, you rotate them if you're if you're all the way through, but if you're not, you play your the squad to win the game. No, I think I see. I disagree. I think you still have to rotate some players in that third game because it's three games in that many days. I don't care how fit and how young you are. It's <laughs> it's just a. It's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna help you in that game. I don't. Th- and it's definitely gonna kill you in the next game if you do win. So I think I think you have to build a roster that is 20, 18 to twenty people deep, where you can you can rotate in that third game and still feel good about getting a result. Yeah. So if we're if we're just playing a game, like who are the eleven that you out of the eleven players that we have, how many of those that you like go and write in pen and say, hey, these people have to start the first two games. See, I have no I just have, just to win a game. To win a game, so like let's say like that game three, like everybody, everybody's played some minutes. Not everybody's fresh, but who's your starting eleven for that game three? That you need to start to win a game. Oh, I think it's honestly I honestly have two players that I think need to be on the field at all times, and it's it's just it's just Anthony Jedi Robinson, mm-hmm. and then this isn't even a player yet. It's whichever center back has been the strongest in the first two games, or or just general, who you need to be that backline leader. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I think, and and so the the one player that you might be thinking about is is Tyler Adams because our backup is Kellen Acosta, and a lot of people would say that's a big drop off, but it matters what you do in front of Kellen Acosta. Yeah. If you provide him with enough rotation and help in front of him, he'll do fine. He'll mm-hmm. do fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, I think it's just those two players, really. So mine would be Walker Zimmerman in the back. Yeah. Matt Turner. Yeah, sure. Goal. Goalkeeper, so, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking food player, two. but yeah. And then Robinson, yep. for sure. Center back. The other center back really doesn't matter. Yeah. Right back. It could be Dest. It could be Yedlin. Yedlin yeah. It could be... Scally, Oh, my even. gosh. Yeah, Scally. And then why am I blanking on the other person? Cannon? Yeah, Cannon. Cannon. Yeah, so he can be there. And then I think winger... You can rotate, whatever. The one player that I think needs to be on the field, if I'm trying to win a game to move forward, has to be Brandon Aronson. That is like one of my locks. So he's a lock. What's the McKenny would be a lock for me? And then Musa. I would okay. put Musa as a lock above Weston McKenny. So I, I'm almost with you on Musa. Yeah. Yeah. So Musa is a lock for me. McKenny, like we can probably rotate out, but he would be no. McKenny's a lock for me. Adams is a lock for me as well. Okay, so wow, so you've got uh... that, those three are a lock for me. Okay, Harris right. is a lock for me. 
Walker Zimmerman, lock for me. Oh my gosh, why am I? Matt Turner, lock for me. Yeah. Robinson, Robinson lock for me. Yeah. So you can have Christian Pulisic or Gio Reyna start because the the or other can, yeah the other can suffer him. Striker, you can have Pepe, you can have Jesus Ferreira if you're in the bind. Wea, yeah, up top. And then, the strikers probably will rotate no matter what. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I just think that a few of the players that I said there like are irreplaceable. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold on McKenny being real replaceable. I and I don't think. I don't think Aronson is... Why? Who, so, who replaced McKenney? Aronson or Reyna. So, two wingers replaced, like, a, a holding mid... Basically, an 8-8. Eight eight. Two attacking creative players. Replace an 8-8. Eight eight replace, a, replace a box-to-box. Yeah. Because, because of what you can do in front of that. But that doesn't fit his system. Oh, sure it does. Aronson as the... As, but as the creativity the, comes up from the wings. From, uh, like Berhalter's system, right? Yeah, but the pressing comes from everybody, and you don't lose any pressing if you have Aronson in there instead of McKinney. Aronson's a fantastic presser. Yeah, he's fantastic. But where do you want the pressure to be? The pressure is the press. I mean, under under Berhalter's system, theoretically, the pressure should be everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but where are you gonna have better pressure? Are you gonna have it going from like the set? You're basically your attacking midfielder sprinting towards the center back, or your right wing sprinting at a center back, right back or center back right, left back or. It's your, your it's your it's your front four, it's all four of them. So it's it's the two wingers and the forward, and whoever is in that midfield as the most attacking one, mm-hmm. which is usually McKenney. In this case, it would be Aronson, and so that so that that person that that person that attacking midfielder either gets the. Either pressures the their holding midfielder, mm-hmm. or is that secondary pressure on their backs? So if you had to pick between the two, if you had, if you had these three players for two options, who would you pick? You have Weston McKinney, Aronson, and Gio Reyna to press. What two are you picking? Weston McKinney, Gio Reyna, and who? Brendan Aronson. Oh, McKinney and Aronson. Okay, great. So why isn't Aaron or McKinney a lock? Because, well, because because Geo's in there, all three out of all four out of four of those front four I just mentioned don't have to be ten out of ten pressers. Mm-hmm. Gio Reyna can be in there as the least pressing of the attacking options, but that but he's he can, he can release pressure other ways. Um, so as long as you have Aronson andor McKenney in there, if you have Aronson Reyna, um, Wea or Pulisic. And any of our forwards, you're fine. No, I just disagree with McKenny's, that. McKenny, don't get me wrong. McKenny's going to start two out of the th- these three games, if not all three. Mm-hmm. Do not get me wrong. He will. He's going to start. He's probably going to start against Wales. But I think we have the flexibility. All I'm saying is we have the flexibility for that third game to rotate somebody in. Yeah, and I agree. I think we have the depth to rotate everybody in. And I think that's a positive, right? That's a positive. And that's so, what I just said. Yeah. Depth is a positive. Yeah. So we are so positive. Yeah, we have the positivity to rotate people. And I don't think we, like, looking back at the beginning of the year or even last year, we didn't think we would have, like, the ability to rotate through there. Exactly. So exactly, yeah. We have a lot more depth than we thought. The, one of the, the only position in the two friendlies that we had that I thought played well 
were ironically the outside backs, yep. except for Vines in the first game. And but Dest was very fine, did everything he was asked to do. Yedlin, fine, everything he has to do. Even Scally, when he came in for a little bit of time, he played well. So I am, I am fine. Other than Anthony, Anthony Robinson going down, I am totally fine on the outside backs. Whatever, whoever, whoever starts there, I'm not worried about it. Which is ironic because it used to be not worried about the center backs. Now I'm worried about the center backs and not worried about the outside backs. Ugh, it's how much has changed within a year? It, everything's changed. Well, not everything. Very, very, and the back line has definitely changed within a year. Mm. Going forward, nothing really has changed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anything Anything else positive to hit? So I didn't really talk about my opinion on going forward into the group. group of, well, so the round of 16 and then after that. I mean, yep. it's just we're running on straight endorphins and adrenaline at that point. Like, anything can happen, right? Yeah, so I'm saying quarterfinals with a loss in extra time or penalties. Ah, so that's your... That's, that's your. Okay. That is the positivity prediction. Yeah, that's mine too. Quarterfinals, positivity prediction. We, we get past Senegal mm-hmm. or the Netherlands in the next round, in the round of 16. Yeah, and then we lose to Brazil or... Argentina. France, yeah. Yeah, we don't even know who we play, so. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how the bracket shakes out later into the rounds. But yeah, if you're a listener and you and you know you've done that map with the string on your wall where you just mapped out every single scenario. Yeah, tweet at us. Tweet at us. And let us know. Yeah, we'll tag you. Yeah. Well, you know who you know who we can count on for this World Cup as the most positive presence. Because he'll be on the broadcasting team. Yes. He's he's the legend. He's the guy who brings the prop positivity every day. Mr. Scored against England at the World Cup. That's right. He scored in three separate World Cups. Yeah. Yeah. You know who we're talking about. The one of the U.S. World Cup legends, part-time rapper, and full-time fisherman. Point steps. Point steps. On that note, deuces. Deuces.